book of Luke chapter number 1. Let's start reading, if you will, in the 26th verse. And then we'll read Proverbs. Proverbs is about as good a word as you can say about a woman. But here in Luke chapter number 1 and verse number 26, if you'll stand for the reading of God's word. And in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin and spouse to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, notice this, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. The angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. He shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Father, I thank you for the privilege today to stand here and, Lord, read this. This is precious to me, Lord. I pray, God, today you give me words to speak to the hearts that hear. And, Lord, that they would hear what thus saith the word of God to them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You might say, preacher, this is a funny thing to be reading on Mother's Day. But there's a couple of points I want you to see here. First of all, that Mary was highly favored of God. God, now listen, we're talking about God that was able to speak and take nothing and make something. So he could have spoke his son into existence if he so chose. He had the power to do it many ways. But here he chose Mary to bear his son in this world. Mary was highly favored. Mothers, I want to say to you, you are highly favored of God if you have children. Amen. Now I want to say this to every mother. God chose that child for you and you for that child. I believe that with all my heart that this scripture teaches that. And not only did we see in this scripture that God chose Mary to birth his son, but he already gave him a name. His name is Jesus. We see that Mary was so highly favored that God said, I'm going to come down in the spirit of the Holy Ghost overshadow you and you're going to conceive my son. Now think about this. Every one of us here today 
that has children, God has favored us that we have these children. Now, I want to say this. The reason they're such knotheads is they act like their parents. Amen. Uh, the Bible said down to the fourth and the fifth generation, they'll probably act just like you. Amen. So we shouldn't be surprised at our children's actions. I know that one hurt. I knew I wouldn't get many amens on that one. But our children are products of what they have saw in us. Our children are a reflection of what we truly were. We may not be now. Amen. Thank God. I wish mine did uh, have a better reflection of me now. But their reflection is what I used to be. Amen. And I pray they live long enough to grow out of that. Now turn with me, if you will, in Proverbs chapter 31, verse number 10. The Bible said, Who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her, so that he, now notice this, shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She shall, notice this, she seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. Are you with me? Say amen. She is like the merchant ship. She bringeth forth, bringeth her food from afar. She rises also while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maids. She considereth the field and buyeth it. With the fruit of her hand she planteth the vineyard. These words that I'm reading to you today are out of the Bible. This is what the Word of God says about women. Amen. She girdeth her loins with strength and strengthened her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. You know why it don't go out by night? Because she worked by the day and made the candle. She lent her hands to the spindle, and her hands hold the distaff. She stretches out her hand to the poor. Yea, she reaches forth her hand to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. Her husband is known in the gates, when he sitteth among the elders of the land. She maketh fine linen and selleth it and delivereth girdles unto the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing and she shall rejoice in time to come. She openeth her mouth with wisdom and in her tongue is the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praiseth her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her 
in the gates. Mary was highly favored of God to bring into this world the only begotten Son of God. I look around this morning and see mothers and mothers-to-be that are here uh, that may just birth into this world the next Billy Graham, the next Billy Sunday. You don't know what your child will grow up to be. Uh, If you look at me this morning and, and look at me when I was a child, Lord, they didn't give me no hope of making it to 16 years of age. No, I was on a self-destruct mode. Amen. Seemed like that all my life that I was on a self-destruct. But see, God had a plan that maybe nobody else saw other than a mother. Amen. Uh, Isn't it funny that the songs that were sung here this morning, uh, even about the weeds, those are the most beautiful flowers that mama ever receives, isn't it? Is when children... Just go out and pick up little weeds and bring in to them. Oh, that's the prettiest thing. Only a mother's love can do those things, amen. And the mothers have a built-in love for their children. Thank God for that, amen. It's getting unnatural now that a mother's love would be that way. We're living in a day and an hour when this virtuous woman that I just read about here is getting few and far between. Our world has taught our young generation to think of yourself and yourself only. Amen. You are your own God. That's exactly what the world's teaching. You are your own God. When they stand up in front of the world and say, it's my choice to abort this child or not, what do you think about that? I think the choice was made when you laid down. Amen. Amen. And if it conceived in you, then you have a responsibility, not a choice anymore. But I say to us that's here this morning, thank God for the mothers that we have here. Mom Revis back there, what a precious mother she has been to this old boy. Amen. I, I, I can look back at Carol's mother, how she used to love me when she was here on earth. Uh, She was a mother to me. I was none of her blood. I was none of her kin. But she took me under her wing and called me her boy ever since I met her. That's the kind of mamas we need today. We need mamas, amen, that's not teaching them to shake their booty, but to praise the Lord. The world will teach them to shake their booty. We need mothers and dads uh, that'll stand up for this old book, amen, and go with the book for a while. Hey, the world's teaching them enough, and we're not teaching them enough. We're not living enough example in front of them, amen. We're condoning what they're doing, and we're praising the world for the things that they're doing, and we never mention God to them anymore. They never hear us pray anymore. They never see us reading our Bibles anymore. They never see us get up on Sunday mornings and get ready and say, children, we're going to church. They don't hear that anymore. They're not seeing the examples nowadays uh, that they once did in days past. And I say to all the mothers here today and mothers-to-be, wouldn't you rather be a mother of the Bible than a mother of the world? A virtuous woman 
is highly to be praised that loves God, truly loves God. Amen. Listen, I want to say this to each and every one of us. A tattoo has never made a mother. Earrings has never made a mother. A hairdo has never made a mother. Things of this world has never made a mother. What a mother is is a love that comes from God that loves them and takes care of them. Now let's be honest with you. My grandmother was a mother to me. My mother was a mother to me. My aunts were mothers to me. Hey, my aunt whipped me just as quick as my own mother did. Yeah, and I got it deservingly. They never once whipped me that I didn't deserve it. Amen. My mother, when we sat on a church pew, everybody on the church pew was in reach of the switch. That's a mama. You're on that road, you mess up, you get corrected. Amen. What happened to our mothers? Well, we've allowed the world to take our children and raise our children in the ways of the world and we've not lived examples in front of them. Hey, what was the life saying? Give her the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. Are you with me? Verse 30 there said, Favor is deceitful, beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Boy, we need some godly mothers now. If the world ever needed a godly mother and dad, it's today. And it's too sad that we wait till our children are grown before we realize our own mistakes. My boys was 11 and 12 when I got saved. They already saw Daddy in all his worldly glory. And I've even had my boys look back to me when I would correct them after we got saved and say, Daddy, you used to do it. Daddy, I saw you do it. And I had the opportunity right then to say, yeah. And Daddy finally got smarter and wiser that I don't want to do those things anymore because those things will lead you away from God and never to God. Amen. I want to lead children to God, not away from God. I want my life to be an example, amen, that they can follow me in my footsteps and find this same Jesus. Thank God for godly mothers that's doing the same, amen. I'll just be honest with you, men. Some of our men are so lazy, inconsiderate, self-centered, amen, that they won't even get up on Sunday morning and go to the house of God. How can you say that, preacher? Because I used to be one of them. Amen. My wife would get up, take the children to church, and I'd lay in bed. Oh, yeah. You think I don't regret that now? Absolutely I do. I do mission work in Jamaica. You go to Jamaica and they have a crowd this size, and there'll be two, three, maybe four grown men in a congregation this size. Amen. Why? Because they're all out doing the things of the world. Thank God for mothers that give their children a drug problem. They drug them to church. They drug them to revival. They drug them to Sunday school. They drug them to Bible school. Amen. Why? Because they loved their children and they wanted their children to go to heaven. Hey, church, have we forgot? Heaven is what we're trying to gain and hell is what we're trying to shun. 
Is your life leading towards heaven? Or is your life leading them towards hell? You make that choice each and every day. As you live before your children, they're going to do what they see in you. Amen. Has anybody ever made this uh, statement and made it stupidly like I did? I used to smoke cigarettes, and I'd look at my two boys and say, if I ever catch you smoking, I'll beat you to death. And one stuck in my mouth. That's about as dumb as you can get. That's like saying, don't you dare drink, and you with a liquor bottle in your hand. Don't you dare smoke dope, and you've got a roach in your hand. Amen. Don't you take pills and they just saw you take a handful, snort it up your nose, shoot it in your veins, and we're standing around like they're not going to do what they're seeing in us. The Word of God teaches us that our children are products of ourselves. Amen. And the trouble of it is we don't want to take the responsibility anymore that it lies on us as mothers and dads. I to rear them up. I to fear the Lord and to read this book. Hey, we give more praise and more glory to ball players than we ever did God. I to car racers, amen, and people of the world that shake their booty and sing and jump around. Oh, we give them all kinds of praise. But when did they ever hear you say, Praise God! So whose responsibility is it? It's yours, it's mine. I tell you what, if I hadn't had the mother that I had, I'd be in worse shape today than what I am. Amen. My mother was strict on us because she had to be, because she knew who my daddy was. And she reminded me often, you act just like your daddy. And up until I was grown, I thought she was bragging on me. She married my daddy. I figured she loved him. Amen. But I didn't know till I was grown and had children of my own. She was saying, you're a knothead. You're stubborn. Hello. That's what mama was trying to tell me when she said, you act just like your dad. I throw my chest out thinking, boy, I'm like my daddy. Whole time mama's wanting to kill me. Do your children act like you? Is your actions leading them to heaven or hell? Is your influence leading them to Jesus or away from Jesus? Is Jesus just a byword? Is he just a, a slang word? Is he just a crutch? Is the only time God's ever mentioned in your house is when it's GD? Is that the only time they ever hear God come out of your mouth? Is when you're in a cussing rage? Think about it this morning, church. Our children are going to be exactly what we are, what they've seen in us, and how we've treated God. And the best we can do, I say the best we can do, some of them will still go astray. Some of them will still go their own way. Why? Because they are a free, moral agent. Thank God for godly mothers. Thank God for godly grandmothers. Thank God for godly young ladies, amen, that'll make somebody a future wife that is, what did the song say about my wife? 
Boy, what would I be without my wife? I'd be a fat Dean Ornsby. I mean, a lot of you may not know Dean. I love Brother Dean. I'm not picking on him, but he and I both wear wild clothes sometimes. I love loud colors. My wife don't. That's the reason I'm not purple up here this morning. My wife laid my clothes out. Thank you. Thank you. She mothered my two boys. She's been a mother to them great-grandchildren and grandchildren and many children in this church has she been a mother to. Amen. Now, she's a pretty strict mother, but I thank God for that. Hey, mamas, daddies, wouldn't you want your children to go to heaven? Wouldn't you want your children to miss the hurt, the pain, the troubles and trials that you went through because you were stubborn and hard-headed? Wouldn't you want your children and grandchildren to go to a place called heaven where there's no more dying, no more crying, there's no coldness, there's no hunger, there's no more pain, there's no doctors, there's no funerals? Ain't that a place you want your children to go to? You might be the very one to lead them in that direction. So which direction are you leading them this morning? Her husband is known in the gates, verse 23, when he sitteth among the elders of the land. Why? Because of a good wife. Go back to Mary. Mary, you're highly favored of God. God has chosen Mary out of all the people in the world to father his child. Look around at your children this morning and say, you truly are a gift of God. I was talking about a young man that used to sit in this church as a little bitty fella. He was a twin. And his mother used to tell me, that's the devil's child. That's the devil's child. He was rambunctious. But I thought, Mama, don't ever tell that child that. That young man is playing the piano today and giving God glory. And I thought about that a many a time. Hey, the devil may try to rob and steal them, but thank God he ain't getting them all. Amen. Because some of us is trying our best to lead them to Jesus. That mother at least took him to church regularly. And even though he was a rambunctious child and hard to handle, now look at him. He's glorifying God with his voice and with his talents. Hey, you don't know what your child will grow up to be if you just encourage them in Christ. Tell them every once in a while, <laughs> even if they do bring you them weeds, that's the most beautiful bouquet. Even if they miss that ball and strike out, you've done your best, you'll get her next time. <laughs> I remember when little Kenzie back there, I was teaching her how to catch the ball, and she, of course all of them miss it. I'd say, you almost got it. You almost got it. You almost got it. And one day she finally got it. Right? I could have fussed at her and said, Oh, you ain't doing this and you ain't doing that. But no, it needed encouragement. You almost got it. You almost got it. Hey, the world will give them enough discouragement. We ought to be giving them some encouragement. And most encouraging thing you could ever do for your child is read your Bible at home. Let your children hear you pray at home. 
and let them be brought to church by mamas and daddies that love them enough to lay their self aside and bring their children to church. They need it. You need it. But let me say something serious now. It's hard to follow God when you're lost. It's hard to love God and love the church and love the church things when you're lost. It just don't have the same meaning. I went to church when I was lost. But after I got saved, I wanted to go to church. I desired to go to church. I wanted to hear the preaching. I wanted to hear the singing. I wanted to see them testify, shout, run the aisles, praise God. I wanted to, I didn't want that before I got saved. No, no, friend. I wanted it just as cut and dry and quick and get gone as you could get it. Amen. Can't you say amen when you get tired and let's go home. <clears throat> but when I got saved, something changed inside of me. Not only did I want it for myself, but I wanted it for my family. Not only did I want it for my family, but I wanted it for my friends, my co-workers. Amen. Everybody I knew, I wanted them to be saved. You say, preacher, this is Mother's Day. What's that got to do with it? Listen, if you ever get it right with God, you'll understand what Mother's Day is truly all about. It's impossible to know the love of God without knowing God as your personal Savior. You can know about Him. You can know what He wants. But until you know Him personally, you can never be the mother or the dad that you need to be. It's impossible to be lost and be a good godly Christian. It's impossible to be lost and know the perfect will of God. That's impossible. So I'm asking you this morning, check yourself. Check yourself right now and say, am I saved? Do I really want to go to church? Do I have a desire to go and do the things of God? Do I want to give God my talent, my time, and my treasure? Do I want to read my Bible? Do I want to pray? Do I want to go to revival? We start revival tonight, all next week. Two wonderful men of God will be breaking bread. Be wonderful singing. And we'll find out if you truly love God, by if you show up or not. Because you'll show up where you love. Yeah. If you didn't love that snowball, you wouldn't go out there, would you? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. If you didn't love that steak, you wouldn't go down there and pay $22 for it, would you? Hello? <laughs> Aren't you glad there's a love that passes all understanding? I want to say to my mothers that's here this morning, I appreciate you. Appreciate you. Now listen to me carefully. I know, mamas, it's hard to bring them rambunctious children. I know that. I used to be one of them. But you bring them children anyway. I ain't found one yet that can out-preach me. I ain't found one yet that can holler louder than I can. Amen. And just to be honest with you, most of the grown-ups are more aggravating than the children. Amen. So you bring them babies and bring them on. And let them hear the word of God. 
Let them have a Holy Ghost heaven sin, sin killing experience with God. So when they go to church, they won't be scared when somebody gets in the spirit and goes to dancing and shouting and praising the Lord. Bring them and let them see what thus saith the word of God, that it will move upon the people and change their life. Let them see them drunks turn into the saints, amen. Them dope addicts, amen, come and know Jesus and change their life and start preaching the word of God. Let them see these things. Not just on Mother's Day, not just on Easter, not just on Christmas, but bring them every week that they can grow up in the love and the admonition of the Lord and know what truly being born again is. Let us stand this morning.